Good afternoon, guys, and welcome to podcast number nine of Just a Chat with myself, Ashley, and Chris. Um, first of all, again, as we're always saying, thank you for the feedback and uh, all your questions coming through Facebook. It's uh, good to know that we're helping the people out there. Uh, so today, um, we're going to be talking about more about women's health, and we're going to talk about things like uh, menstrual cycles and how it affects your training. Uh, so this is a subject where even us guys as PTs, we can kind of be a bit lax on uh, and just basically think that, you know, a woman has a menstrual cycle and, and that's really it. So we're really going to get in depth for this and uh, it's going to be a learning curve for me too. But uh, we're going to get cracked straight away and, and Ashley, we're going to come to you uh, and can you briefly explain us up there that you don't really know too much about menstrual cycles and, and training kind of where we go from there. Yeah, sure. So um, obviously, it, it's a really, I'm so glad we're doing a topic like this, because, you know, it's a, a lot of us do train a lot of women, and it's important that we do understand what's actually going on um, in the body. Um, and I think the, the first thing we should mention is the menstrual cycle is, it's so intricate, like every single part play, you know, every single element plays a certain part. And, you know, it's so important that we kind of understand what happens at the different phases of the cycle. You know, you can't take all the hormones that interact, one goes off and it impacts on everything. So it's important we kind of know like what happens. So I'm just going to start from the beginning um, of the cycles and kind of work my way through. So um, first, let's start with um, sort of the most obvious part of a menstrual cycle, okay? And that is uh, like the period, that's the element where there is bleeding, okay? Um, and your, your cycle can last anywhere between, you know, it's usually, it's usually around 28 days um, to 35 days, depending on the person. Um, the one thing I should say is if your cycle is lower, is um, shorter than that, so shorter than the 24 days or longer than the 35 days, that you should probably talk to your, your doctor just to make sure you can investigate anything. But usually it is from 24 to 35 days. And your first part is your actual menstruation. That's the bleeding part. Um, and it occurs, you know, on the first day, so like day zero of the cycle. And it usually lasts from three to seven days, depending on the person. Um, and, you know, that's the phase where your uterine lining is coming away. That's, you know, you're not pregnant and that comes away. The next phase then, and it's important to remember that these phases all slightly overlap a little bit. So the next phase then is the follicular phase, okay? And this actually begins on the first day of menstruation and actually ends in ovulation. So again, there's that overlap, okay? And this is the period where the, the, you know, the pituitary gland releases a hormone called follicle stimulating hormone okay sounds fancy it's called fsh for short so you might see that about and what that does is that causes like 10 to 20 follicles to be released and those are cells containing immature eggs okay so they get released in this phase okay and this is usually days like three to five to like 13 of the um cycle Okay, and you know, these then, um, they begin to develop in the ovary, okay? And these cells, they produce like estrogen, which causes the, the uterine lining to start to thicken, okay? So what you've just released 
is now going to start to thicken again. Okay. One fact about this stage is that I actually like to say is in this phase, so right after you stop menstruation, your estrogen and progesterone levels are at their lowest and the closest they ever are to a male. Okay. So after you just do the most, you know, the thing that makes you completely opposite to a man, you're actually the closest you ever are to them in terms of hormone levels, which I always find really, really interesting. Um, and usually, you know, there's usually only uh, one of these uh, follicles, one of these cells will become a mature egg. Then you've got roughly around day 14, which is ovulation. Okay, so the ovulation phase. And this occurs, it occurs roughly 12 to 16 days before your next bleed, okay, before your next period. And during this phase, um, the, you know, your, your hormones triggers the ovary to release the mature egg, okay? So that's when um, the egg is actually released, okay? During that phase. Um, the luteinizing hormone is the hormone that triggers that to happen, okay, sometimes called LH. And then we go into roughly days 15 to 18 to 28, which is the luteal phase, okay. And this begins at ovulation and it ends the day before menstruation, okay. And during this phase, you know, the remnants of, you know, what would have, what the egg came out of, um, that um, releases large amounts of progesterone and some estrogen, causing the further thickening of the lining. So again, you're thinking the, you know, the egg is, you know, on its way basically to that area. It's getting it ready for in case it gets fertilized. And then from there, um, obviously depending on, um, whether you get pregnant or not, then the next phase is like back again to menstruation where you expel all that lining. Okay. So that's the general phases. And it's important that in each phase, you will experience different, um, different symptoms, different feelings. You'll feel stronger in certain phases and weaker in certain phases. But for each woman, it's just hugely important that you understand your own cycle and that you know what's coming. And one, before we go into any more detail, the one thing I always want to say is whether you're on um, any kind of um, contraception or whatever you're on, if you're not on any contraception and you're just watching your, your cycle, is to still track your cycle so that you know like which phases of your cycle you're in. So you can prepare your body for what's coming or what's next and you can adapt things to your own cycle. And if you have a coach, it is hugely important that you tell them when you're on your, you know, when you're on your actual menstruation, that cycle, it's important that you tell them that. And if, if they're a coach that brushes it off, it's either one, because they don't know anything about it. Um, and two, they don't want to know anything about it, but you should at least tell them so that they know what's happening and how, what your body's going through during that time. Okay. So that is the breakdown. Again, um, it varies per person. So it's just getting used to knowing what your, um, you know, what your um, cycle is pretty much. So that's like the rough breakdown. Um, 
obviously we'll come back to me at some point but we're going to head over to Chris and um, Chris wants to go maybe a little bit more in detail and um, that was just like a brief overview of kind of what happens. Yeah no that was, that was really good Ashley um, I think I'm not going to go into too much detail um, to be honest with you because you know like um, one it's really hard like this stuff as Ashley said um, it's your body especially as a female is pretty complex when it comes to your reproductive hormones and it does require quite a deep understanding uh, kind of even like a molecular level and actually what's going on to to get the full grasp and to be honest with you we, we're all PTs and for our scope all we need to know is kind of what's happening um, during each different phase um, in terms of the, the kind of the hormones that are interplaying during those phases how, how our clients going to feel at those different phases um, for perhaps fluctuations in weight at the different phases, especially, you know, during the kind of luteal phase towards the end, we're going to experience some more uh, kind of bloating and water retention. So there might be a higher spike in weight increase. But saying that, it's really important, I think, as PTs that we understand this. Training men's pretty straightforward. Our hormones are pretty consistent and we only have one real uh, physiology whereas women have multiple and we need to we need to get at least a good understanding of kind of what's going on during those phases um, but as Ashley mentioned there's really kind of you know you've got your two primary kind of ovarian hormones which is your um, estrogen and progesterone so they're going to be your main kind of interplaying ones um, your main ones that are secreted and it, it starts all the way up in the brain so basically we start from our hypothalamus in the brain um, and then we've got a signaling hormone um, called GnRH which signals to the pituitary gland um, and that feeds your FSH and LH which feed to all the way down to your ovaries um, and, and that's as you said Ashley mentioned those hormones are um, important during the different phases so your LH um, obviously your luteinizing hormone during the luteal phase and FSH during that follicular phase. phase. Um, now one thing I kind of really want to mention is, um, which I think is really important, and something that's kind of cropping up a lot in fitness and health and fitness at the moment is stress management. Um, and you see, this, you see this a lot, or you hear it a lot when um, females go into um, competing, for instance. Um, so um, when they're getting seriously low body fat percentages, you can you often hear uh, women talk about losing their cycle during that time. Um, now, if we look at what's happening, the cycle is obviously you're preparing your body to, to get ready for a baby, which is a really high energy um, demanding environment to carry a baby. Um, so when we start cutting weight down to low body fat percentages, your body then realizes we don't need to produce a baby. We need to conserve as much energy as possible. So you'll get issues with um, certain females starting to lose their cycle. And that's what they can complain about during that time. So most importantly, as a female competitor, this is like number one. You need to be uh, looking at this and managing it. Because if you don't manage it, manage it, especially after um, if you've been doing an extreme weight loss phase and you've lost that period, coming out of that, if you don't regain your period back, you're going to experience perhaps some of the symptoms you would experience during your menopause. 
um, so and they can transfer later on to your life so it's really important and if you're not sure to get um, get go to your, your GP and, and kind of important for that that the GP as well to understand that you're not trying to get you might not be trying to get pregnant at that stage you're just you know you're doing it for sport and you've lost your period and to get those health markers back in check but obviously as well that's another thing you lose your cycle if you're looking to have a baby that could be a fertility issue you're not going to be fertile if you've lost that but another one i really want to mention is um well there's two things that i'm going to mention one's um stress management as i said um which can actually um, kind of suppress some of those hormones so your gnrh your signaling it can actually suppress that which will which will muck up the kind of balance of those hormones so your fh and fsh will muck up that balance it might, you need to understand that this all works in perfect like symphony together it's like an orchestra basically working together so if one thing goes screws up the whole thing can almost in a way and um, so if uh, you have elevated levels of cortisol, so your stress hormone um, and adrenaline, that can actually s suppress your GnRH, which can also lead to a loss of your period as well. So that is one thing I really try and manage with my female clients is stress management. Um, so just, you know, your typical stress management strategies, even extensive hard training, you know, that can result in high levels of stress, which can suppress some of those hormones. Um, obviously, you would work with your cycle of that. Um, but um, yeah, so, so trying to manage those external stress factors, and they can come from a multitude of sources. So they could be environmental stress factors, they could be physiological stress factors from, or physical stress factors from like the gym and stuff. Um, they could be toxic stress factors from some of the food you're putting into your body and stuff. So, so any, anything which elevates stress can have a profound effect. And it's something that I really look to kind of manage with my female clients, um, especially during that, um, if, if they're, you know, um, going through the menstrual cycle. So um, there is a lot, there's a lot to look into. Um, but as Ashley mentioned, I think as a, from a coach's point of view, it's really important that we have our female clients tracking their uh, menstrual cycle and for us both to be um, in a relationship where we can talk about what stage they're at, what they're feeling, how their training and nutrition might be implement, uh, impacted. So for instance, um, training implementation, usually during uh, kind of towards the end like your, of your follicular phase going into ovulation, we're going to see a, a spike of testosterone, which is a male hormone, but still present in the female body. We'll see a, a short spike. So during that time, you're going to feel strong. You're going to go for the PRs and stuff. Whereas heading in... your strongest, isn't it? That's when yeah, they're at the strongest. A lot of females report being there. Also, you know, you might experience... That's when you're most fertile, obviously, because you're, you're preparing for um, uh, the linings being prepared and secreting the eggs. So... Um, yeah, so that's that stage. You might feel great. And as you say, as those hormones come crashing down, or if we, if we go into the luteal phase where we might be, we might be experiencing something different where our cravings are slightly higher, we're, we're, getting, we're trying to store energy to have the baby and stuff. So you know when, you, when um, 
typically if you experience the cravings. Work alongside that physiology. So, you know, like when, when you're experiencing the cravings um, uh, during that luteal phase, go, go with that, right? Don't try and continue in a calorie deficit and get yourself frustrated. Up your calories during that period of time. And then, you know, then going back into your follicular phase, you could go back into the dieting stage. So we could Absolutely. actually split it up. And you're mm -hmm. still going to be in a calorie deficit. If you take the whole month or however, 28 days, however long your period is, obviously different for um, everyone, you still could put yourself in a calorie deficit if you take it as that whole period. It's just that you're going to be dieting for two weeks instead of four weeks you know so absolutely no definitely chris and, and just to kind of pick up on a few things you said you know one thing i like to always say people sometimes ask you know should i change my training depending on what phase you're at and to be honest the answer to that is it depends you know it depends on each person some people like I know personally, personally, I don't have um, a strict cycle at the minute. I am, I'm on like um, a progesterone implant. So I actually don't have like a monthly period or whatever. So um, it's, be, it, it's important to just kind of understand your own cycle. But, you know, changing your training, it just depends on how severe your symptoms are. You know, um, some people I used to, the reason I had to go on this uh, implant to try to get rid of almost my cycle is because I would get like, it felt like someone just stabbing me. I was really, really bad pain uh, and I couldn't go to school and I couldn't do those kind of things. So it really impacted me massively. So working out during that time for me, just it, it didn't happen. So for me, I would, I needed to change my training based around my cycle. There's some people that don't have such strong symptoms, so you can continue on. It just depends. But, you know, um, like the guys were just saying, you know, um, there's th that phase where you do feel stronger. That's when you can work to hit your PBs, you know, your personal best, your per personal records, whatever they are. So it's important that if you're working in alongside a coach that they know what phase you're on and it can be as simple as you know if you're taking your weight daily or however long putting an asterisk on certain days in a calendar or something like that so your coach knows right she's in menstruation on those days because she's done an asterisk or you know whatever it may be you can have like a little sign so that your coach knows that you're on that that's your phase of your cycle so then your coach can look and go right she's menstruates for three days or four days that's her normal then she'll be in this phase and they can work out the phases backwards they're not relying on you to come to them and be like i'm in the luteal phase or i'm in the ovulation it's just it can be as subtle as an asterisk on certain dates and then your coach can work from there you know because your coach putting you to do pbs two days before you're about to menstruate you're going to end up knocking his head in, you know, <laughs> or her head in, whoever it is. So it, it's just, you're just not going to feel like it. So it's important that you manage your own. And when it comes to nutrition, I'm so glad you actually mentioned that, Chris. Like, don't still try to stay in a deficit, go along with it. During that, the, 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 uh, the luteal phase, right, women can actually consume 240 more calories per day during their luteal phase right that can actually vary up to 600 calories per day some women consume extra during that time 
all right? And that's due to the fact that your hormones are changing. So your hormone levels are changing. And you're one that tells you whether you're hungry or, or, you know, or not. That starts to decrease. So you could be eating the same and it's telling you, no, you're still hungry, you're still hungry, you're still hungry, even though you're not, okay? So it's important to understand that during those phase, your hormones are literally messing with you, okay? So it's, that's why it's important to know which phase you're coming into so that you can manage it all better. So um, a few things you can do to manage that phase better where you feel you just want to overeat. You can um, eat slowly, okay? So it takes roughly 20 minutes for your hormones to and the, the, the systems in your body to work out if it's full or not. Okay. So especially during this phase where your hormones aren't quite working in your favor because they're making you say you're hungry when you're maybe not. It's just to take that 20 minutes, eat slowly. You can have a smaller plate. You know, you can put your cutlery down after each bite. And I know that sounds absolutely stupid, but I do that now and I don't even have a cycle because that actually, you know, it actually helps you understand whether you're hungry or not. Sleep, try your best to get your comfortable sleep. So usually between seven and nine hours because um, sleep deprivation does cause us to want to eat more. All right. So trying to get a nice little sleep rhythm is massively key. Um, be prepared, you know, and we, keep, we talk about this all the time, plan, be prepared. But especially for this, plan your meals. All right. Like I said, smaller plates, avoid buffets. All right. Don't go to all you can eat places during this phase because you will eat all that you can. So be smart and, you know, have your chocolate bar ready for the love of God. Stop trying to deprive yourself of what you want during this phase. If you plan and you go and you buy a chocolate bar for that phase, you will eat that chocolate bar, enjoy that chocolate bar, be guilt-free with that chocolate bar, and you'll keep it at one chocolate bar. If you don't plan and you suppress it, no, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it, you walk into the shop, steam in, and you buy a share bar, and you scran it all in one go. Been there, know it's done. Whereas if you plan it and you've got the small chocolate bar sitting there ready for that day when it really kicks in, enjoy it. But like Chris says, you know, plan it. So if you're one of those people that is closer to the 600 calories per day extra food, know that you overeat by 600 calories and go, right, during these times, I'm going to allow myself 300 calories per day extra during this phase of my cycle. So you're not having 600, you're having 300. So like Chris said, you're still in a deficit from what you would usually do. So it's important to just plan this thing. And, you know, if you really wanted to know exactly when your phase is going to kick in, you take your temperature in the morning, okay? So before you do anything to do with your day, you just wake up and you take your temperature, okay? Because, you know, when, when you're, you'll have a temperature jump, which means your estrogen is falling, and that's the start of your luteal phase, so that's the start of where you're going to feel these cravings and want to eat more. So if you take your temperature every day, just write it down, keep a track of it. Once you see a jump, that's you get into your luteal phase, which is where this overeating, you know, cravings are going to really kick in. So then you know to do these things and eat slowly and make sure you focus on your sleep and prepare yourself for what's about to come in the next, you know, 10 days or so. So it's, it's all about that kind of planning and, you know, know your symptoms. And for anybody, I think everybody knows the symptoms of a woman whenever it is that time. But I want 
any male here that has ever told a woman to calm down or ask them when they're angry or you're on your period, you are valuing your life. Because if anybody, if I get angry during that time and someone asks me, are you on your period? If there's a brick near me, it's getting chucked at their head. So common symptoms, I feel like I just need to go here, are, you know, tension or anxiety, you know, depressed moods, mood swings, you know, trouble falling asleep. You can get acne flare-ups, you know, spots and stuff. You can get bloating, headaches, fatigue, you know, obviously the stomach cramps. They're all part of it. So as coaches, as, you know, if meals with a female partner, females with female partners, whatever you are, you have to get this because it's a hugely important, it's out of our control. And as much as you think we just go nuts, like for a couple of, a week or two during a month, it is all hormonal, it is out of our control. But it's just how we manage those. As women, I think, I'll just put this out there, as women, we're notoriously bad at managing our own cycles if I can just say that, it's like, oh, this thing happens to me once a month. Oh, how you, you know, this is so crazy that it happens. And yet we never actually try to manage it and stay on top of it and, you know, try to control the symptoms. I put my hands up to that. It was always like, oh God, why does this happen to me once a month instead of actually preparing for it and knowing when it's going to come. So as women as well, I think sometimes if we took more control and managed and planned a little bit better, we'd feel a lot better in ourselves as well when it comes to the training and nutrition side. Um, you know, I, I work with people and it's like, you know, they, they've been menstruating, having a period for like 30 years and they still haven't learned how to manage it. And it, that's normal. It's actually so normal. We just kind of go with the flow as such, but uh, no pun intended. But, you know, if we kind of just work through it, manage it, know what's coming. And the temperature thing is actually the most accurate way you can do it. You can now get apps on your phone and stuff that track it for you. You know, um, and, you know, there's options out there to kind of keep it in. So whenever it comes to that, like, just be aware of your own cycle and the impacts and try to plan it. You know, the reason you crave more food during that luteal phase is because you need it. Yeah. And that's one thing women tend not to get. Like, whenever I tell people, you know, sometimes you can need to eat more, like, 200 calories per day when you're, you know, during that uh, luteal phase so like the week or two before you actually menstruate like you can have 200 calories and people are going you what <laughs> like what i mean you know yeah. but it's each person is different and it's important to manage that i think i think a lot of um, females get really frustrated when say they've been dieting for a period of time and then suddenly kind of luteal phase is about and cravings spike and they get annoyed because they're suddenly eating more calories and they're almost trying to like fight their physiology. Yeah. And it's like, don't quite understand what, like, they're like, oh, I've got, they might have kind of like, like, know that what's coming, but they get frustrated and annoyed and probably just like, as I say, uh, as you said, Ashley, just planning. And I think importantly for like male coaches, we, we don't have female uh, hormones working. So we, unfortunately, we don't know what it feels like. Um, so we need, we need, um, one, a good understanding of what's going on. And um, two, we need to have that relationship, figure out what's what's uh, go, going on with your cycle. 
how it's individual to you. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's something to be said. Is I think m males need in general need a better understanding because there's probably not too many males out there that do, um, and they should probably like this is really important when it comes to training and nutrition. They they need to maybe get a grasp of this a little bit. Absolutely. Like even whenever I was talking, sorry guys, whenever I was talking about, oh, doing a podcast on the menstrual cycle, it was just like, phew, like tumbleweed to like my, yeah. my boyfriend. There's like, no, like nothing. Whereas in some of the other topics, it's like, oh, well, what are you just going to talk about? It's like nothing. And I think it's totally normal. And I just want to kind of say one more thing. Um, and it's about diets and intermittent fasting and these strict diets. One thing I do want to say is women notoriously don't react very well to super low calorie restrictions that usually ends in a cycle your cycle disappearing um women actually burn it's been scientifically proven that women actually burn more fat than they do like carbs like that's just the way it is so Whenever you are, you know, looking at your your diet, whatever diet or fad you want to try, severe intermittent fasting is actually can be really bad for your cycle and your hormone levels. Okay, so even though you might think it's a fast way to lose weight, it's also a fast way to give yourself health problems related to your cycle and your hormones. Okay, so please, before you try that, please speak to your doctor and make sure you try everything else, like hiring a coach to work with you about that. Because um, it, it's hugely important that you understand how the women, woman's body works. So severely low calories, screw a woman over. There's a fine balance between it. So you've got to think about that. So if you're eating six to 800 calories, I'm sorry, but you're literally messing up with your whole physiology. So you know, you need to be careful about that hugely and that women actually, carbs for women in general, for a general population, if you're looking to lose weight, carbs in general, I'm talking high, like 55% of your daily intake being carbs is probably what's screwing you over. And you need to look at bringing your carbs down closer to around 35%. And then looking at your having your proteins and your fats a little bit higher as well. And that is that is just women physiology. Okay. Depending then on how intense your workouts are and all that, of course, will depend on the exact numbers of your percentages of your calories between proteins, carbs, and fats. But as general, women need lower carbs. Around 35 to 40% is a sweet spot for general population i've found with the people i work with and i've noticed big changes in people because then their protein levels are higher and their fat levels are higher so it's it's not just you know as much as each person's different obviously each person will then change differently depending on that but it's important that you just understand the way a woman's body works severely low calories drastic restrictions such as fasting in terms of like going a couple of days without food and stuff um are not good for a cycle. So please, please think of before you decide to do something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I know I've not said much this podcast and it's been great listening to you guys because it's, for me, with this kind of stuff, yes, I've got a base knowledge of it and I know things about it. And it's like, like I was saying at the start, it's like when we do a PT course, you learn about nutrition. So you've got a kind of entry level knowledge about nutrition, the same with this kind of stuff as well. 
And I think for, for especially for guys, PTs out there, uh, Ash is sometimes, sometimes it's, it's an issue, sometimes not, but sometimes, especially if you're dealing with, with female clientele, sometimes, especially if you're dealing with somebody who's, who says shy and, 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 you know, and that kind of thing, it's quite hard information for somebody and you completely understand you know it's, it's sometimes hard to get that information so the way i kind of try and judge it like i know when i'm kind of that sort of follicular phase you've got like good power and endurance and they're training really well and then when they hit that kind of ovulation stage especially for olympic weightlifting you know all of a sudden instead of maybe one or two and a half each side so when came over in that kind of ovulation side but then when they come to me and saying that they're a bit more you know, they're tired, they're a bit more irritable and they're kind of craving those sugars and carbs. That's that's kind of how I kind of look at it. It's probably a male way of saying that, but, you know, that's kind of how I look and say, right, they're in, if, if they're not open to tell me kind of where they are, that's how I kind of judge things and going, right, time to deload. And kind of, yeah. kind of, that's when they get irritable saying, oh, I was clean and jerking 65 last week. 55s or 50s I struggled this week, blah, blah. And that's why I kind of know, right, or I've not slept great, or I've had a fight with my partner, and all that kind of stuff. That's when I know there's a slight change. So I, I think, think it's, yeah, I'm, I think it's, I'm looking for those things because, like I said, I mean, I've, I know clients who will tell me everything. They'll just, just fire me off yeah. and this and that, and that's, I mean, you're like, great. But there's a lot of clients who are like, you know, how are you feeling? And like, ah. And no matter where they are, but when you train them, I think as, as male PTs, we need to kind of look for these things. So that yeah. thing is like, right, good power and endurance output, right, they're in this phase, ovulation, they're hammering out the PBs, we're deadlifting, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, what, oh, it must be the coffee, that type of thing, you know. Yeah. They're going right up and then that dip, and I kind of go, right, this, so that's my kind of, and I say yeah. it's probably a, a male way of saying it. But I do have I a question for you guys, right? And just be totally honest, how comfortable are you to talk to a female client about her cycle? How confident do you, just as a male PT, it's not that just, how confident do you feel about talking? Does it make you like squirm or are you happy enough to do it? No, not at all, not at all. I think um, as long as, as long, I try and I have a good relationship with all my clients, but I know some of them still don't like to mention these things because they're like, well, you're a guy, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. No, no problems with talking about it at all. I think the problem lies is that sometimes Maybe our, our clients just don't maybe just don't want to tell us, or they'd rather maybe tell a female type thing. But mm -hmm. as far as talking about it, no problem at all. I think uh, you know uh, it, it's not a problem at all for me. I think sometimes it's when you get that kind of shy, res reserved client that maybe comes to a PT because they're intimidated to be in the gym floor anyway. It's maybe sometimes tr it's it's a period of time before you actually try and get that information out of them before you oh yeah it, it, it's like a trust thing but i think it, it does all come down to you know any male coaches out there or female coaches that don't know about their client's cycle it's having that open dialogue with them and yeah. you know as a woman like when i get a coach like i, I worked with chris and Chris was happy. He was just like, you know, you know, what's your cycle like? You know, that was a question he actually asked me because it's important. And me as a female client with a male coach, it's like, if he wants to know about my cycle, it's because he wants to help me. He's taken his time to actually research more into it to understand how I need to be working and training so he can support me during that time. So from then on, I had the confidence to say to Chris, you know, it, you know, 
because I didn't have a set period, like I said, I had like infrequent little bursts like here and there. I was happy enough to say to Chris, Chris, listen, you know, this last couple of days, like that's been kind of my my equivalent to a period and he'd be like oh no that's okay and he'd kind of know what phase I'm in he'd know whether we we would push for pbs or whether to just focus a little bit more on form or whatever and it, it relaxes me when there's a coach that's just like you know so what's your cycle and even the coach I'm at now he openly talks about it because it was actually it was actually really funny because um I had been going through my equivalent of it and had to send him pictures and in his evaluation it was just like oh you know you're looking a little bit bloated you know, just let me know what's going on. Is there digestion and stuff going on? And I kind of sat and I had a little smirk on my face and I was going from the pictures, he can tell that I'm bloated, but because I don't look at myself in that way all the time, he's able to spot it against my pictures. Mm -hmm. So then whenever I messaged him back being like, well, listen, you know, I actually have been going through my equivalent of a time of the month. And he goes, well, listen, that explains it all. And then when I sent him my pictures today, he goes, that bloating's away. So clearly after your thing, I know your weight has started to drop off as we expected. So yeah. for me, it kind of reinforced to me that I need to tell him, you know, yeah. listen, this yeah. is what's happening because Absolutely. he spotted it anyway. And like you were saying, guys, you can tell from the way your client is, you know, performing, you can tell yeah. kind of roughly what phase they're in. So as a woman, for me, it kind of reinforced that even if I've got a male coach, I need to tell him. And it's up to him whether he takes it on and supports me with it or gets all, you know, hot under the collar and kind of just brushes it off. That's then up to that coach. But um, I think I think in honesty, the vast majority of coaches are, are OK about talking about it. I think it's just that it's, it's when you get that trust, that you can say, right, you know, and, and actually openly chat to them. About it. And when you can, it's great. But sometimes you get that. But I think, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, it must be a frustrating process because, you know, especially when it comes to Olympic lifting and I've got a couple of clients and you can see it, you know, they're hitting the PBs and the numbers are going up and then all of a sudden, boom, and you're kind of like, right, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm tired and that and everything's strange. So I use that as like my deload time yeah. and I focus more on stuff like movement, mobility, you know, all that kind of endurance kind of stuff and and uh, and stuff like that. And it, it kind of takes away from, by the way, you don't need to worry about the big numbers and that, take that, take that away. But it's it, from that kind of process when they'll, you know, it's frustrating for them. But, um, but yeah, that's the kind of things I look for. I look for that kind of when I'm hitting those, you know, that good power endurance, and then I'm hitting those big PBs. Like, whoa, somebody's had their spinach, all that kind of stuff. And then when I hear the, oh yeah, I didn't have good sleep, and I had a fight with my other half, and oh, this isn't feeling great. I'm feeling tired and sluggish, and I'm really craving a donut. Like, yeah, right, you okay. can, yeah, you can read the signs. Yeah, and I can read the signs, and you can tell. And even when they get the, the, the hit the pads, especially in women, you know how you feeling <sighs> sluggish today. Mm. And that's that's what I kind of look for when when clients don't open up to me. That's what I kind of look for. That, and yeah, I, and yeah, see, so as a woman, like, you just yeah. you can wake up one day and just feel like you've been hit by a bus. You know, oh, you yeah. can feel like you've just got no energy at all. And as women, like as I said, I don't associate that with my cycle. I associate with that just being like a bad day or whatever. And then it's not until like a couple of days later when there's actually the visual signs that I'm on my cycle that I go, oh shit, that's why I was, you know, went mad at him because he left a dish in the sink or, you know what I mean? You kind of look back and you go, oh yeah, that was the start of my cycle. And mm -hmm. as a woman, I do that all the time. It's like, I'm 25 now. Yeah? I got my first cycle whenever I was 12. So you know what I mean? 13 years I've been dealing with this and still I haven't worked out the signs of my cycle. And 
I need to, and it's important for me to be able to manage that. And so, you know, as a woman, I need to own that as well in the sense that I should be putting this all together by now, you know, and I've never have. And I know there's women out there that do the same thing where we don't put these signs together until we get the visual signs and then we go, oh yeah, like that's why I was going a wee bit mental over, you know, like you missing a sock from, you know, the washing or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's um, women as well understand that it is good. But I think as male PTs, if you don't have that open conversation with your your clients about it you should be looking for the signs in their training in their you know in their progress their performance and you should also be putting together and trying to anticipate that phase of the cycle that Gaz is talking about where the clients are going to feel tired and all this here so if you are going for like one rep maxes or you know personal best numbers personal records you need to be filtering that into your client's cycle and almost be trying to predict it so that to try and avoid the client going, trying to go for like big numbers and not being able to hit them because of fatigue and all of this stuff. It's your job as a coach to try to prevent that from happening. So you need to be paying attention to these signs to keep the morale of your client up because there's nothing worse when you're seeing these numbers go up and you're in the phase of your cycle where you're feeling your weakest and someone's pushing you to do something that you physically just can't perform to do. So, and like, so I mean, as a woman, it's frustrating, but that's why I'm glad because like I've seen you work guys and I've seen you work, Chris, that you do that. You know, Chris would always be like, now, you know, we're not going to go for PBs this week because you know, because you've just had your cycle or whatever, or you're, cause you're in this phase of your cycle, we'll go for the week after. So even if we had, we always had provisional dates, you know, on this date, this is when we'll do our PBs, but depending on when my cycle was, cause mine's was, mine's is irregular. He was then able to go, right, we'll do it next week. Or, hmm. you know, for the love of God, do not weigh or measure a woman with, <laughs> during that phase of her cycle. And no. You don't do it. And if you're a woman and you're going to get your measurements, just send your coach a message being like, listen, can we do it next week? You know, it's not a good time of the month. Yeah. And they'll know exactly what it means. And they'll be like, right, okay, we'll do it next week. So, yeah, I think, I think um, it's a good, good what you talked about, like the whole trust aspect as well. And yeah. Um, yeah, like, remember, we are here just like to help you. And the more information we know, I, I, our job as coaches um and it, it is dependent on the client and the client's needs and what they want is to try and optimize everything health your training nutrition um everything so the more information we know the the better we can get your results almost so like if you know like just remember that we're just here to help um and yeah it does go back to having that trusting relationship obviously um depending on how much information um you want to way but like as you say like the more more information the better sometimes yeah so don't, don't hide it don't suffer in silence because the mm. person that can actually help you much most is your coach by helping you support you through those times so as a woman i know it's sometimes you can be a little bit like oh i'm not telling him that's my cycle you know it's like my partner barely even knows when i'm on my cycle apart from like if i'm gonna rip his head off or something he can maybe guess that it's nearly that time but 
you know, you can get a little bit, oh, I'm not telling a stranger about my cycle. You need to. Your coaches are the, the people that you need to tell and because they can then support you and adapt things to help you uh, help you succeed instead of set you up to fail. So if yeah. you don't tell them and they've no idea what's going on and they've set you up to do personal bests, you know you're not going to be able to hit it because you're hormonally and physiologically not able to do it. So you need to tell them and keep them up to date with what's going on and they can plan around it. And that's the whole point is, you know, to, to be open and honest with your coach, but to also, like I said, is, you know, get to learn your own cycle well and things to look out for and plan for it. If you want to do the temperature thing, it's the single most accurate way to know when you're into that luteal phase, which is the phase where you're going to overconsume foods and stuff, is just take more control of your, your, your cycle, even if it's an app on your phone or a calendar. Um, I think that is the best way to go. Um, I don't know if you guys have anything more to add. I think I think we've covered like well there might be some other stuff but I think we've covered a lot like mm. I think I think in terms of like if you want to know more about the menstrual cycle I'm pretty sure you've just got a ton of it and how it impacts um into there um but yeah just finishing off for me um just prepare so nutrition during that luteal phase um eat slower um seven to nine hours sleep uh, be prepared, plan your meals, you know, get your chocolate bar at the ready um, and, you know, take your temperature if you want to really be um, knowing what phase you're going to be at. And obviously with your training, it purely depends on how you feel during each phase of your cycle. Um, but there's always something, you, movement, exercise that you can do. It's just a matter of working it around your cycle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Sorry? You got any take-home messages of that or...? Yeah, I think I think basically what Ashley just said is planning around it, and um, you know, be be a bit of your own scientist, figuring out what works for you because obviously it varies between women to women, um, with their menstrual cycle and stuff. Um, I think the health parameters we touched on are quite an important one as well. Like um, one that some people, like some women, might experience during uh, menstruation is. Um, um, anemic sort of effects with loss and kind of because you're losing a lot you're losing blood depending on how heavy the flow is mm -hmm. losing blood from the body so you might maybe look at certain health parameters and be in, in line with that as well that could be um, an essential part um, but yeah it's, it's, it goes down to being prepared as well right we I know that's a big theme for all our podcasts I think being prepared and um, having that trusting relationship with your coach especially if it's a a male coach as well is a, is a really important factor for your progress. Yeah, and I think I would finish in saying that, you know, it, it's been great to listen to yourself, Ashley, and yourself, Chris, that, 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 that delve more in depth in this than, than, than what I know. But, you know, I've got those signs that I look out for. So when a client isn't overly, you know, enthusiastic about sharing this information, is and when we see it a lot is you know we we see that you know that that ovulation phase and they're bursting into PBs and then you're trying to get somebody to do something when and 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 stuff like that and that's just what we want to do and I think like you said Chris it's just having that trust issue to speak to the coach so if you have got a, a male PT speak to him about it because you know we can look for the signs but it's better to get the information for for the client themselves so so uh, that's yeah. it for me. So is that us today, is it?
I think so. Yeah, I think I think we probably do go through another podcast on menopause and maybe uh, touch on um, PCOS and stuff as well. But. Yeah, so uh, next week we'll hit menopause and uh, PCOS as well, as hugely important um, things. Um, we wanted to make sure that we gave each individual attention as opposed to just squishing them all together. As you can tell, there's a lot of information in there and we didn't want to miss anything out. So it'll be uh, more menopause focused next week um, as well. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that's us. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we shall see you next week. See you Thanks, later. Guys. Cheers. Bye.